Please be aware that this podcast contains details of child poverty and death. This week, we welcome back Neil Moreland, who listeners might remember from last season's episode about the influence of Andrew Tate. Neil's a geography teacher at Chipping Hamden School, but today he's here to talk to us about a charity started called Project 3580. In 2010, Neil was visiting the Kissy Town refugee camp in Sierra Leone. During his visit, he met a nine-year-old girl, Aminata, who had struggled into school despite having malaria. Sadly, she became gravely ill during the school day and eventually died in Neil's arms. This tragic experience prompted Neil to start Project 3580, a charity dedicated to improving the chances of residents in the refugee camp where Aminata died. Welcome back, Neil. Thank you. Hello. So tell us a little bit more about what conditions were like in Kissy Town when you visited in 2010. When I visited in 20, it was actually 28 was the first time I went, and then uh, 2010 was when I met the girl. But um, mm. when I first went, it was, wasn't long after the war. Mm. So um, the, the, the camp's got about 10,000 people in, and you've all probably seen the comic relief videos of celebrity going yeah. into. Uh, it, it's like that, but it was 10 times worse. Mm. So there were um, the buildings were, many of them were bombed and burnt out and whatever, a um, lot of poverty, um, and a bunch of um, sort of very impoverished kids who just wanted to go to school and yeah. um, we met Aminata and all that she was going to the school that had um, you know no roof um, wow. a bit of a blackboard and a teacher struggling to teach so um, yeah that's where it all began really that that experience was what prompted me to um, sort of make a try and make a difference So, how did you come to start Project 3580 and why is it called that? So, on that trip in 2010, I met um, a guy at the camp who is he's, um, he's a preacher, um, but he's also an ex-international footballer, so he's quite an amazing character. He's called Dennis Afote, and he's a big, big, big Ghanaian man, um, but he was brought to Sierra Leone to be um, a footballer anyway. Since then, he became um, a pastor of the church that, that's beside our school, yeah. and I met him. Um, he's, he's an incredible bloke, and he basically said, "You know, any chance you can build me a school?" But <laughs> not in quite so many words. So um, on that trip, he showed me around the whole camp, and I went to um, a very small clinic just beside where our school now is. And on the wall was a piece of sugar paper. On the sugar paper was um, uh, a sort of graph. And the graph showed all the children that had died on the camp um, during that period. I mean, it was all in naught to fives. Mm. I got back to the and I was rooting through the photographs and found that picture and I counted up all of the numbers written in sugar paper and the number of naught to five children that had died um, was 3,580. So that became a very poignant figure um, for me. Um, yeah. I used to work in a massive school in Birmingham with about 2,500 kids and wow. you know, it's, it's unimaginable. So that's where the number comes from. Mm. Um, and so we've we, we use that number as it's, it's always a very good talking point. Um, you know, people always ask what the number is, and that's that's where the yeah. number comes from. So it's a very poignant, poignant number. So obviously, that's such a huge number. What what were your aims for the charity when you started up? Like, what what did that number kind of mean to you, and what did you need to change? Um, the numbers horrendous, and we're not actually a charity. Mm. We're we're a project at the minute. We're we're, we're desperately trying to get charity status, but uh, um, we'll get there soon, hopefully. But yeah. Well, um, what it meant for me was, you know, being a teacher and, and you know, a human, children just don't die. And 
um, not young kids and you know not young kids who are born just happen to be born in the wrong place so um, I was asked on that trip by Dennis um, to do two things could I could I help them try and build a school and could I also try and help them get, get well and the biggest killer um, in that for those 3580 the biggest number of deaths was caused by malaria which is um, relatively easy to to um, to reduce the number so we we went to went on a bit of a fact-finding mission and we, we, we ended up raising about £20,000 in, in quite a short amount of time and we ended up buying um, 3,580 mosquito nets, one for each one for each um, family on the camp um, and more. And so we, 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 we bought those first of all, we, we distributed them um, and pretty quickly in that first year um, with the nets were in use, the number dropped to just under 2,000. So you, we, we halved the number kind of straight away and then um, it, we just kept on on that. And then building of the school, um, I'm a teacher, I'm a, okay. a, a man who can just about put up, put some shelves up. So I kind of got a got a few mates involved, um, did a few bits and pieces um, and um, raised some money. And then we, we started off by we try to employ all the guys in Sierra Leone to do all the work, so we keep the money within the country. So we got a bunch of builders together, and when we built the first classroom block, um, and we opened it, um, and yeah, that was the start of it. So once that was underway, it kind of it mushroomed from there. I never really intended to build one classroom, and then you know, once you've started, you you, you can't really stop. And um, we're now we're now what thirteen years on. We've got. 16 classrooms, got an entire primary school, um, and we've just started building um, a second secondary school. Oh, wow. And a so I, I now have a multi-academy trust in Sierra Leone. So. That's so, so, insp- it's, wow. How did you end up going to Sierra Leone to see this refugee camp in the first place? Mm. Uh, by luck, I... I, I, I I get a local newspaper through my door every 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 week, and I normally just go straight to the recycling bin. I never read it; it's just nonsense normally. Mm. But for whatever reason, I opened it up, and the first page I came to was an advert by um, a guy called Dr. Laurie Reed, who um, is an ex orthopedic surgeon, um, and he used to be a headmaster in Syria many, 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 many years ago. And he was asking um, if anybody had any old textbooks that they could donate. So I thought, ah, I live work in a big school. I phoned him. Um, he immediately invited me for a drink, um, and four hours later, he he had me in the palm of his hand and invited me. Out. I said yep. Um, I went out there. Um, I was totally, totally terrified. First time I, I um, found my whole experience totally overwhelming. But um, he always said to me that Africa gets under your skin, and I understand what he means now. And once you've started doing something, it, it's really difficult to 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 not keep doing it. So yeah, I'm kind of. Yeah. I've kind of gone from just popping over to see what things are like now to to going every year and um and and raising funds where I can. So how do you raise money, Neil? Um, we do all sorts of bits and pieces. We we don't, uh, you know, obviously being a school teacher, we I'm very lucky that I've, I've always had very supportive head teachers. So um, they've been gracious enough to give us non uniform days. Um, we've done various challenges. We did the Everest challenge where we climbed the height of Everest in stairs in 24 hours. Um, wow. 
Um, everything and anything. Um, we, we beg, borrow, we steal, we, we, we you know, we donate. We, I've had people, you know, I mean, in terms of the accident, um, two of the families have asked um, in terms of, you know, donations and things for it all to go to, to the project. So um, it touches a lot of people and, um, you know, we, we're, we're incredibly grateful that um, people, you know, are, are kind and, and want to do that. Just to explain to listeners, Neil is referring to a tragic car accident in which three of his students were killed. So you take students over to help with your work. How do they react to the conditions in Sierra Leone and what kind of experience is it for them? It's been a real life. You know, I've taken um, students from my my first school in Birmingham and students um, from other schools that have, have also contributed. And, and I think down to a person, they, they've all responded um, incredibly well. I think the legacy of it is that, you know, we're taking students who don't necessarily know the privilege they have and suddenly turn up in a in a, a very, very different culture, being the minority. And I think many of them, you know, are still friends today and still keep in touch. And I actually took a, I actually took a guy called John with me at Easter, who was a student of mine many, many years ago, who's now married and brought his wife. So stays with people and um, I think many of them will probably say if you ask them that um, they've learned um, they've learned about humility and they've learned about um, you know just the value of things and, and and I took my daughter my daughter's 18 and she's been with me twice now and um, on both occasions when I've said to her you know what what what, what are you going to take from the trip and she just said to me on both occasions that I, that I really don't want to go home and from an 18 year old who you know who Let's face it; lives in privilege and, and it's never for anything, um, and is educated. For her to say that she finds being in one of the poorest parts of the planet, some of the poorest folks on the planet, are more appealing than some of the societal traits we have over here, I think is incredibly powerful. That she's learning. You know, maybe we can learn something from how what it's like to have nothing and how you deal with people, rather than to have ever and be take 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 and and I think most kids that I've taken have have responded very positively and have made lifelong friends you know they 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 made friends over there they made you know the onset of emails and things people are in touch all the time so it's been kind of powerful and um, I think it's a real eye opener to some of our kids that there is a different side to the world and and the world isn't quite so you know one-sided and, and, and our view of the world and it, it's been incredibly powerful. And how did the students react to kind of, because obviously the teens in Sierra Leone, the children in Sierra Leone, they have such a kind of passion for education, it's really driving them and I think there's not many people in the UK who have that, they see education and school as a chore, not a privilege. Do you think it changes people's relationship with education? Do you think kind of people are inspired by their drive? If you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we we have a we have a student, a very very special lad called Desmond, and Desmond, a lad I met when he was eight years old, and he was a really really poor lad, and horrendous backstory that I won't go into now. But um, he was brought to me, and by the head teacher, and I was told he was the most uh, the cleverest kid in the school, and could we help him? So, as a charity, we've helped him all the way through school. Um, we eventually got to university. He's now in his fourth year at university. The government sponsors him, and he's 
He's about to become an electrical engineer. And we have a hashtag, which is hashtag be like Desmond. And I use that in my classroom a lot. And when kids are moaning and grumbling about do we have to, I say, whoa, 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 what would Desmond do? Oh, yeah. So um, in terms of, you know, how I use that in the classroom, um, be like Desmond, every every student I teach knows Desmond. um, And they know that um, if they decide they're going to drag their feet or whatever, you know, just, I'll just, they look they're like Desmond. What, what would Desmond do in your situation? And they go, yeah, right. I get it. And, uh, and they kind of fall back in line. So that's been really, you know, really something. And, and Desmond's somebody who, um, I, I see him every year. We, we've got loads of videos of him and footage that we use in lessons and things just to inspire the kids that, you know, yes, there are, there are barriers in the way, but no one barrier is unsurmountable. And, just takes a little bit of resilience and effort and you, you can get to, you know, the top of the tree or, or whatever you want to get to. So, yeah, it does, um, it does work with some of our kids, but not all. Can I just ask another question? This is a refugee camp. Is it turning into a permanent settlement or are there plans afoot to move everybody somewhere else? No, so when, when the war happened, um, the, the, the United Nations um, built the refugee camp. So it, had a, it has a massive runway that goes to the middle where they put things in. Um, and literally, um, when the war ended, the UN just disappeared and, 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 and that was it and left them there. Um, they're too frightened to go back. So um, when the war ended, the guys who were the rebels nobody really knew who they were they were a ragtag bunch and they just kind of melded back into society a lot of them are too frightened to go back to their villages they it's become permanent so there's now um getting on to sort of fifteen thousand people on the camp and um in just some of the worst conditions that you can you can describe to somebody when you say some of the worst conditions you can imagine what does that mean um, so for me, um, you know, I've seen all the combat relief stuff and, and, and you know, I've been horrified by that. But having seen this, it is, it is an awful lot worse. So, for example, there are there was minimal sanitation. So um, a lot of the, the buildings on the camp have got no toilet. So they, they obviously go wherever. Um, there is some clean water, but not enough clean water. Everybody. So they're taking um, water out of rivers and things. It's, it's obviously... Um, dangerous. There's no waste collection, so there is waste everywhere. Um, there's no electricity, so people live by candlelight. They live by firelight. Um, there is um, minimal. You know, the, the the buildings are made. Some of them are made of mud still, mud and sticks, plastic. Um, you know, there's seven or eight people crammed into a sort of twelve foot by twelve foot box. Um, corrugated iron um and sadly you know um, in those conditions um it's it's just rife with disease so you know you, that people are are genuinely seriously all the time and, and they don't have enough food so um i've never witnessed before i've seen it on comment relief i never witnessed my fear and i somebody who is malnourished and you have you know children um that just have you know, maybe a bowl of rice if they're lucky, and, and they're really, really, really hungry. And um, sadly, one of the things that we've had to find ourselves doing is to raise money to buy bags of rice and to, to feed the kids because they, you know, they, they and the cost of living, of course, here is bad, but there it, it, it's just off the scale. So, again, I, I can give you the, 
the, the basics, but unless you truly go and see it, it, it it's it's almost impossible impossible to get your head around. And it, you know, it, in amongst all of that, you have you know kids who just desperately. And, and if you ask any child, you know, what's the thing you most want in the world? And any child in Sierra Leone will tell you two things. I say, firstly, I want a book, and say, I want to go to school. If you ask anybody in my class, and what, what would you most want in the world? Um, it'll be the latest iPhone, it'll be whatever, and, and, and there, there lies the dichotomy between, you know, the privilege and the non-privilege. A simple book, and just to go and sit in the classroom and learn, for them, is just the best thing ever. And, and trying to explain that to, you know, students in England, whereas you like to say, there's something to school, isn't it? Education's just done to them, uh, or, or they perceive it that way, and, and whereas actually they're just an extraordinary privilege to be able to read and write and have a teacher on a desk and a pen and all the rest of it it's just off the charts. So um, yeah, that's that's sort of what it's like with the day-to-day -day grind of, of you know somebody in in, in Kissy Town camp. So what makes Project Three Five Eight Out? different kind of other bigger charities obviously you have the kind of personal touch but but what else makes you sets you apart from the rest i think probably one of our unique selling points um the project's run by me um, i do it in whatever time i've got um any travel expenses we pay for ourselves so we take nothing out of the pot um for expenses every single penny that goes through our, our books if you like gets spent on the ground doing what it's meant to do and what we ask for it to do so if you raise money to buy rice, we buy rice. If you raise money to buy, you know, we just made 50 new desks, brand new classrooms, and you know, we've asked for money for that. I can show you the desks. I can, sh and and there is no, you know, we obviously pay for the workmanship and and the, the, the cost of, of building it, but we don't take any expenses ourselves. So that's something we're very proud of. And and when we do get full charity status, you know, one of our my central things is that we we won't do that. Unless somebody happens to gift me money to go and travel, fair enough. But if there's a donation, then there's no way we'll use that for expenses. You know, we will always use that as long as we're around to, to do good on the ground. So, Neil, what can people do to get involved with Project 3580? Um, I suppose the main thing is to, is to get in touch and spread the word. You know, we're, we're on Instagram, um, or I'm on Instagram, um, at, at Project 3580, which we, we use to update people. Um, you know, for people to get in touch and get involved, you know, I'm a teacher. Um, it's a brilliant vehicle for school to get involved in, in terms of, you know, educating young people in, in terms of diversity and the world as a whole. Um, we have some schools that are involved that do letter writing. So I take letters over and bring them back and, um, you know, kids can liaise. Um, I'm able to, um, through the wonders of um, Microsoft Teams, I can speak live in my classroom to the poorest kids on the planet. And I can get, I can get kids in in Chipping Camden who are, in in some instances, quite privileged children to talk to face to face, real time, students in a refugee camp in Sierra Leone who have very little, and and that's a very powerful window on the world. I've got an interactive wiper like most people have got. For me, it's a window, and it's a window into that world. And if I can open that window and let our kids see what the world is like, and you know what refugees are really like. They're not these people in boats that we turning around necessarily. They are people that are looking to improve their lives and they're and they're running, you know, to get the kind of lives that, that we all enjoy. So it's a brilliant, brilliant vehicle for 
for, for all sorts of bits and pieces in schools. And, you know, if people are listening from schools, get involved, get in touch, speak to me. Um, I always take people out with me every year. Um, I don't mind who it is. If, if you're interested in coming um, and want to get involved, then um, just get in touch. And, um, you know, obviously donations are very, 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 very kindly accepted. And, and in, this, in the current climate, money is very difficult to raise. So, um, but yeah, so the first instance is, is check it out. Go onto YouTube, go onto um, Instagram and see what, see what we're about and, um, and see some of the things that we get up to and do. And what about things like, I mean, I know I've got some old textbooks and uh, I get a lot of free samples and stuff like that. Is there a way that I can, you mentioned it right at the beginning, now that's how you got involved. Yeah, so, is there a way that I can? Yeah, of course. One of the things that, that we do every, every so often, we send over, we ship out a shipping container. Um, we fill it to the gunwales with everything we can possibly find. The only issue with that is it's quite expensive. It's about or take ten thousand pounds to get a shipping container um, out to Sierra Leone and through all the customs and things. However, that said, you know, ten thousand pounds investment in the container, um, the value of what you can put inside a forty-foot container is is astronomical, and and you know that's a lot of money. But the good that that those goods can do in a container. Um, is way beyond you know that that is money very very well spent every so often and um i i gather everything in my garage my garage is a it's a Aladdin's cave of textbooks and everyone's libraries um and I, I essentially collect anything um and then when we as and when we we have those funds or they're donated and we decide that we we want to send a container up that's that's the best thing we can do with the money at the time um, we'll chuck it on a container and, and send it out along with everything else we can the bed bar and steal from the public what do you typically put in is it books and pens or is it more varied than that yeah we've sent out four containers so far so um we we put in there anything from textbooks to we've taken generators before we've taken fishing nets we've bicycles yeah. loads of bicycles uh sewing machines because a lot of the women are seamstresses so it, we, we put them into business we put in school equipment we've put in football goals we put in We've taken, taken eight old NHS hospital beds. We put in um, an entire um, ex-council climbing frame and we rebuilt it in Sierra Leone. Um, we take absolutely anything at all. So, um, yeah. Oh, Neil, I think I can fill a shipping container from my own house. Well, when, once we ask people, it's amazing. You know, everyone's, you know, the, the number of people have got an old sewing machine, an old bike, and, and we, we've got a guy in the camp who is our mechanic. He refurbs all the bikes and then, you know, all of them can't afford transport. So it makes a mobile. We ship out old mobile phones. So we take over old smartphones and then recondition them. And, you know, it may sound not good, but once they've got a mobile phone, they can then access the world. So 5G is over there now. Of course, once you can get them onto the web, then the amount of educational resources that they can get hold of is just, you know, it's, it's, so we do pretty much anything at all. And then it's, sometimes there are some specific things they ask for. So um, we we take over some medical stuff. We take over old band, you know, everything we can squeeze in, um, from clothing um, to blankets, to children's clothes, to you name it. We put it in the container and it, 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 it does its work over there. So if, like me, you've been absolutely inspired by Neil and genuinely you're so, so inspiring, do check out. It's Project 3580. Uh, Google it, Instagram it. And if you can't find the stuff you need, drop us an email at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk and we can send you all those details out. 
Thank you so much for joining us, Neil. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Neil. We like to finish with two stars and a wish, but one star and a wish normally. Uh, and I think we all agree that our star this week is Be Like Desmond. I think, you know, I really hope to kind of take that with me. Um, and Neil, you had a wish that you wanted to share. Yeah, so Desmond, Des- Desmond's an incredible human. And um, Desmond um, is a very shy lad and rarely asks for anything and does not like any praise at all. He And when you ask him to you know, give you a few words about how to be successful and what message you've got for the children in England. His message is stay humble, work hard, be kind always. And that's coming from a, a boy who's got the most horrendous backstory. Um, and yeah. he's had a little bit of help along the way, but he, he does just that. He stays humble, he works hard, he's kind always. And I think if that was ingrained in, in more of our culture, I think maybe you'd have, have to get a slightly more present friendly friendly sorry um world and community absolutely yeah absolutely and i think that's the perfect note to end this podcast on thank you so much for being with us if you want more details about project 3580 have a look online or email us at beyondmailbag at drinkle.co.uk and if you've really liked this episode go back and listen to our andrew tate one uh with neil thanks for joining us don't forget to like subscribe and follow and thank you so much neil you've inspired me and probably hundreds of other people yes thank you neil this podcast is proudly produced by beyond please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of beyond or twinkle